Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Down to this game. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, Brian Fonseca. We are going to dissect the Miami Heat's 115-104 victory over the Charlotte Hornets. This was a team they saw twice in a row. I got to check them out uh, in Charlotte. Tonight it was in Miami. Miami takes care of business. There's plenty to get into in this game. So as I said, Brian joins me. The floor plan is we're going to go through this matchup. This was a... um, a game that Miami, there's no excuses, even though that Miami is a team that is uh, not whole, neither is Charlotte, and Charlotte's not particularly good. So they had to get this victory at home, and they did. And so before we dive into the matchup, before we dive into what we liked, what we didn't like, uh, y'all know directly where we're heading. We're going into the Rocky Sports Gamer of the Night. And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes, available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. Y'all know I'm going for the easy plug here. The man with enough cojones to take the most field goals. Field goal attempts on the whole team. Coming off the bench in 33 minutes, Jaime Jaquez Jr., 17 points, 7 of 16 from the field, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 turnovers, a steal. This guy, long stretches in the second half where he was initiating stuff, and he is so confident, and I just could not be more um, overwhelmed by how awesome he's been. Uh, I think, Brian, you probably were one of the few people that that – was on to this Sean as well had tipped him. Uh, but you also saw really great things. I, I do not want to diminish cause I'm propping up Jaime because I just love what he's doing. The rook is killing it night after night after night. 
but you saw really great stuff from Duncan, from Kyle, from others. Uh, of the other guys that we mentioned, um, maybe Duncan and Kyle in particular, uh, what happened tonight against Charlotte that you liked or disliked with those guys that ended up having to be, you know, um, big time contributors? Duncan played 40 minutes tonight. Okay, so Jaime Hawkins, first of all, um, seven of 16, it felt more efficient than I guess it appeared at the end of the night. Uh, 17, 6, and 8, the 8 being the assists. You're not getting that from a lot of backup threes. You're not getting that from a lot of backup wings. You're not getting that from a lot of starting wings. You're not getting that from a lot of rookies. Jaime Hawkins is just a different dude. Um, He had a 4 to 1 assist turnover ratio as well. Just looks very comfortable with the ball. Looks like the third best rookie in the NBA. Um, Somebody who's going to be all rookie first team as long as he stays healthy. Knock on wood that that's the case. And I think that he is somebody who... We're going to have big picture conversations about as it relates to some of the others on the roster and what his role is going forward, because it's going to come a time and place where he's too good uh, to continue coming off the bench. Maybe not this season, but you can't go into next year and Jaime Hawkins is coming off the bench like six man Jaime Hawkins after getting all rookie team. If he's again healthy, not going to be the move. So I think uh, we can get to that another time because they won, and this is a, a podcast after a game, not a big picture one, we will have those conversations very soon. As it relates to others, I thought the bench in general that Jaime Hawkins came off of was very effective. Jamal Kane at 14, he had a rough start. He had a very rough time where we were talking about this on playback where he airballed the three, and then immediately after, I think it was a bad turnover or something along those lines, just a couple bad plays in a row. But to his credit, Showed some character, rebounded at 14 points, had three assists, and also shot five of 12, uh, 29 minutes. We were talking about who's going to be the guy that sort of steps up, who's going to be one of these young guys that breaks through and plays tonight. Jamal Kane was that dude, and Duncan Robinson, who you mentioned. Um, I'm going to mention Duncan Robinson, and I'm going to mention Kyle Lowry real quick. So I'm just going to breeze through both these guys real quick. Um, Duncan Robinson was great, uh, six of nine from three, 23 points. Should have taken his over instead of Caleb Martin's. Another story for another day. Um, but Duncan Robinson, very, very, very effective. Once again, I don't know how he comes off the bench when you know who comes back off of injury. And I'm not talking about Bam. I'm talking about the other dude. Um, and that being uh, Mr. Hero. I don't know how Duncan Robinson comes off the bench uh, when Tyler Hero comes back. Neither do I. So we'll talk about that another time. But you also got Kyle Lowry, just, you know, casual 17 on 5 of 5 shooting, 4 for 4 from 3. Um, just quietly had a very effective game. I feel like more people are going to come away talking about Duncan Robinson, Jaime Jaquez, et cetera. But Kyle Lowry was also uh, pretty big tonight. He was. Um, there was a lot to take away from this game. I mean, if you look at the fact that neither of these teams took care of the ball particularly well. It was really hurting Miami early in this game. Uh, And then as things went on, what Miami essentially started to do is just shoot the hell out of the the ball, and they never stopped. Uh, They were in the 96th percentile per cleaning the glass tonight with the three-point shooting. Um, It was up over – I mean, it had to be 50% or more – uh, from the corner three, they were at 70%. That is huge for a Miami team. Um, and so th- those are those are those key metrics. We also want to look at the shot distribution for these 
uh, Heat lineups. They were 39% at the rim, 28% from mid-range, and then 34% or 33% of their field goal attempts came from three. That's balance. Shout out to Sean Ratchester. Whenever he can't be here, I'm getting his stat on the damn show. Um, So that's the kind of balance that we're getting closer to. Uh, Love to see that. Uh, Kyle was productive tonight. They needed him to be productive because Caleb Martin did not shoot well. He did some of the other things, but the stuff that we saw up in Charlotte was not consistent with what we saw tonight. And you're right. Jamal King came through with a really big effort. Um, And although it wasn't always efficient because he started out bad, he redeemed himself. That is character building. They need teams. uh, They need guys to, to have their character built. Orlando Robinson is a guy who's going through character building. He only played 12 minutes tonight. And I wonder what that's going to look like when they eventually have to go back to him. He started and now he only played 12 minutes. Is he injured? Is mm. he, I don't think he is. Mm. So we're, we're, we'll see where that goes. But uh, before we go any further, I do want Brian to uh, kick us off with the play, uh, insurance by Lynette play of the night. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night, sponsored by InsuranceByLynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954-581-8800. That's 954-581-8800 or InsuranceByLynette.com. That's InsuranceByLynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylynette.com. So, yeah, the A aggressive play of the night goes to none other than Thomas Bryant. Brian, take him through it. Thomas Bryant had a dunk earlier in this game. I believe it was on Nick Richards. But Thomas Bryant came in, which may have been to the surprise of a good portion of people who have been following along with this team. Thomas Bryant comes into the game for Orlando Robinson, and at some point in the second quarter, he goes on a little bit of a run. He gets a couple buckets, one of them being a two-handed poster. Uh, Again, I think it was on Nick Richards. And um, who it was on is irrelevant to this conversation. Though I'm pretty positive it was Nick Richards. Thomas Bryant is not dead, people. Because people seem to think that Thomas Bryant is like, oh, he's he's washed, they got to get rid of him immediately, whatever. And I will remind people... This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Set us on playback, set us on floors, and I'm going to say it here on the big show, where 
Thomas Bryant's a backup center. No shit, right? Thomas Bryant's a backup center. He was signed veteran minimum contract. He's here on a one plus one. Uh, we'll have a player option next year. So can come back if he wants to Miami. But he is a backup center. I don't know what people were expecting yep. from signing Thomas Bryant. If they were anticipating that this was going to be Bam Jr. Or that this was going to be all of a sudden, like, go go find all the good backup NBA centers, like really legitimately good backup NBA centers. If there were a lot of them, they would be starting. And, like, go tell me who is, uh, like, the great backup center for any team in the NBA this year. Really. Like, I, I don't, I don't think true. even – I don't even think Nikola Jokic has one. They've been playing DeAndre Jordan at different points over the last couple of seasons. You know what I mean? Like, so I think people need to lay off Thomas Bryan. He's good for what he is. And the reason he is there, and yes, I did use the play of the night to make this a larger conversation about Thomas Bryan in the center position. That's what we um, do here. Thomas Bryan, who's good tonight, 11 and 9 in 16 minutes, 5 of 7 shooting. That's what you want from your backup center in terms of production, right? Gave you good energy, really good energy. Was sort of feeding off of uh, maybe the crowd and just the play in general. I thought the bench, again, was very strong, minus Kevin Love shooting. But Kevin Love did some other productive things out there, like rebound. Thomas Bryant is on the roster, guaranteed for the rest of the season. and Well, contractually, his salary is guaranteed for the rest of the season. Orlando Robinson's is not. This is why Orlando Robinson needs to play now. He has 850K guaranteed. And on January 10th, your boy's birthday, by the way. And on January 10th, that will go up to, I believe, 1.8 million guaranteed. So basically, he'll be guaranteed for the full season, Greg. And in July, he becomes guaranteed, if he makes it to July, for next year, which is going to be like $2.5 million, basically the equivalent of whatever his minimum or near minimum is at that point. So the point of this is Orlando Robinson is playing ahead of Thomas Bryant, not because he's necessarily better, but because theoretically he has a higher ceiling. Thomas Bryant, you know what he is, for better or for worse. Seven years in, Orlando Robinson's more of a mystery. You could yeah. sign him to a longer-term contract if he lasts this contract keep him under team control and right now he's under team control and he's their developmental piece this is why ethan was on this pod saying they want orlando robinson to win the backup job because financially that is more palatable for this team everything comes back to just the business of basketball and the business of the nba we like to think this is about the game and the fans and shit this is operated like a business and orlando robinson has a month to basically prove himself otherwise that he could just cut him loose yeah if he proves himself, they can keep him and then decide to move Thomas Bryant. If they want, they could trade for another big who can, you know, take that spot. They could put Kevin Love there if they want to instead for the duration of the season. But Thomas Bryant is always going to be a sort of break in case of emergency. If they want to go back to him, they can go back to him at any point this year because he's paid like a veteran minimum guy because he is. That means you can take him in and out of the rotation as you please, and no one's going to have a big issue with it. But Orlando Robinson needs to play right now. So this is what it is. And if he doesn't perform over the next month, they can move on if they so choose. Yeah. And I, I, that's an interesting point because I don't think a lot of people expected them to maybe part ways with him throughout the season. Like that maybe that decision was made before the season started when they kept him, uh, when they had the guarantee date back then. 
but you're right. The, the only saving grace may be uh, despite however he plays, the fact that they're already rolling with one less on the roster, <laughs> like how many more people are you going to cut? And then you have to get up to a minimum and things like that. But you never know if you get a two for one trade, something like that. This is where these things can start to get interesting. Or, um, or bec- you could also, so here's one of the ways they can do this is you can cut Orlando Robinson if you decide to on January 9th you can convert one of your current two-way guys and then just add another two-way guy. Drew yeah. Peterson just walked to the Boston Celtics. He could have been one of those guys. But basically what I think they might end up doing is if Orlando Robinson doesn't stay on the team, which I think he has a good chance of doing, right? Like I, I, I think if you made me bet, it's probably 50-50. Don't make me bet. I had a multiple bad beats tonight. But <laughs> basically with Orlando Robinson, what I think they're, they could be likely to do is if you know you know this team is, if they were to let him go, what they'd probably do is just convert one of the guys on a two-way contract. I don't know which one. I yeah. would hope. I would hope. I would hope to see RJ Hampton get a shot at some point, but you know it's been injuries and stuff, so he'll be at Sioux Falls for a while. We'll see what happens with Cole Swider and the rest. Yeah. But but then you could just add another. You could just convert a two-way guy to that spot have them on a one plus one type of deal, another heat contract, right? That you could just sort of lay it out the same sort of way and make in their, in their get salary for next year is non-guaranteed unless they make it to opening night or whatever. And then you just bring in another two-way guy because you could do that. See, I don't know if maybe I lack the guts, but I don't know that any of the guys that are in the current pipeline, including the two ways are the type of players that are going to be able to be inserted into this rotation and make a difference this year. And right now those guys need to be able to help right now immediately. Like it can't be down the road. And so that's this weird conundrum that that they're in. Uh, luckily it sounds like Bam Adebayo should be back in the next week per source. I think that that is really good information that, um, that I think is worth sharing. I also, uh, I'm hearing more and more that Tyler Hero is getting close. So the heater closer to getting whole, uh, Haywood Highsmith, we don't know about. And to that point, let's go to the Eric Rubenstein injury report. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now the injury report. Tonight's injury report. You didn't have Hero. You didn't have Bam. You didn't have Haywood Smith. That's three starters in theory. Um, and we'll see going forward. Orlando Robinson played 12 minutes. I don't think that's due to injury. Um, so the team is getting closer to being whole. I think Hayward Highsmith is probably the player that we have the biggest question mark surrounding. Otherwise, expect Tyler Hero to be back soon. Expect Bam Adebayo to be back within the next week. That is all good things. Uh, Brian, closing thoughts before we uh, close up shop on the Miami Heat's victory over the Charlotte Hornets. This was a two-game set where they played them in Charlotte and then came down to Miami, and they ended up getting both games. This one, 115-104. Final thoughts. 
We haven't talked about Jimmy. Might as well spend a couple minutes on him before we get out of here. Um, 15 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. I didn't feel like he was 10. Jimmy Butler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But it's also December, and, you know, if it's December and an 82-game season and I'm 34 and I'm in year 13 or whatever, I'm probably going to have some nights where I shoot eight times. Uh, I think six of these shots were in the first half also. And Jimmy is clearly open to the idea of letting his teammates sort of uh, cook like Jaime Hawkins did in the second half, like Duncan Robinson did in the second half and all night long. Um, I don't think this is like a big deal. I mean, Jimmy played well, all things considered. He just wasn't Jimmy. But, I mean, Jimmy Butler got 10 assists, which I was like, what? He really he he did that? But he was. He was deferring a lot. Um, and ultimately, it's a game against Charlotte that we're not going to remember. Uh, for much too long. We'll see what happens when Bam, Tyler, and Haywood Highsmith, presumably after those two, because we don't really know what's going on in terms of the duration of that injury. But yeah. you know, I, I just think Jimmy, Jimmy's been Jimmy's been fine. Jimmy's been about what I expected to this point of the season. By the way, he's quietly averaging 22, 5, and 4 and 46% shooting. So it's, it's not like I think people are acting like he's he's like putting up 17, 4, and 3 as like most 34-year-old stars would at this point. But um, I mean, he's, it's not LeBron James doing what he's doing at near 40 years old. But yes, it's kind of defiant to what we know uh, people at this age do. And that's scary to think about, given that Jimmy Butler, I feel like, is going to get better as the season goes. And we'll start to see him just sort of kick it up to another gear in February. So I, I don't make much of the lack of scoring or the lack of shooting tonight. It's sort of how the game played out. And no, I'm not worried about Jimmy because, I mean, it's been they a little bit of a... Right, right. That's, right. that's <laughs> the other thing. It's like, you know, you got, you got Jimmy 2.0 coming off the bench right now. You know, so... <laughs> I'm so impressed by that kid. I uh, I hope I don't put unrealistic expectations on him, but he just takes on. You know, I did. We were doing shows a couple weeks ago, and I said he's gonna have to take on more, and he's taken on more, and he's he hasn't even flinched. And to me, that is huge tonight in a game against Charlotte in a team that can't really run offense, so they're just gonna try to push the ball. The Heat got out in transition. Uh, on 19% of their possessions, that was better than Charlotte. So, like, even in a game like this where Charlotte's trying to mix it up, they couldn't get to what they wanted to do in a fashion more than Miami. They got the victory. Jaime Jaquez uh, continues to um, – the ascension is real, y'all. So this was a big win for the Heat. I like that they got this home victory. We'll see what comes next as they have a stretch of games against some Central Division opponents. Uh, we will have you covered for those. Brian, thank you for joining us. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are out of here. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.